What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up, and I'm Howard Bender. You know it. Adam Ronis is still on vacation, so that allows me to keep this red carpet rolled out and bring in more fantasy royalty, right? Last couple of days, Dr. Roto, uh, Jeff Erickson, kings of fantasy. Well, how about the crown prince of fantasy football? We go the entire opposite direction. It gives me great pleasure to, to introduce my guest today, my co-host for the night. Uh, you know him on the old Twitter machine at, uh, it's at T-Y-F-M, that's the Young Fantasy Mind, so it's at T-Y-F-M NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, Hutchinson Brown, what is going on, Hutch? Man, Howard, uh, I'm super excited to be on here and, you know, I'm glad you got the Twitter handle right because a lot of people always mess it up on the first try, but I'm super excited to be on this podcast. We were excited to be talking with you and you, you know, you just mentioned it before we started recording. Uh, you know, if you never thought you'd be, you know, um, recording a podcast with Andy Brown's son, because Andy Brown, my dad was one of your old friends and it's just so exciting to be here. You know, it's it's amazing. It really is. I mean, listen, your your dad, Andy, has always been he was always one of my favorites. We worked together for a very long time. I, I worked with your mom, too. Um, and it's 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 really, you know, when when Andy first reached out, when your dad first reached out to me and told me that, you know, you were you were playing fantasy football. This was I guess you guys were playing in a league. You started a league. Yes. Um, he was in it. So I sent you guys some uh, some fantasy alarm gear, hooked you up with some subscriptions and uh, yeah. and and boom, look, look at where we are now. How long ago was that? Uh, was that time? Was it a couple of years ago? That was a couple of years. I mean, I mean, really, that was only last year. The, that was the first year. Oh, no. Was, yeah. A couple of years ago. Sorry. Yeah, a couple of years ago. That was. Yeah, that was it was a couple of years ago and it was just so awesome to, you know, get the fantasy alarm swag, which I still rock today all the time. I love the I love the cap. I love this shirt you guys sent me. And I know my dad likes it as well. But and he, you know, in terms of ranking, he beat me that year. And, you know, you promised him that he you would be uh, he would beat me. And that's kind of what happened. Well, you know, us, us old guys, we always got to stick yeah, together, always, right? Yeah, <laughs> always. And to remind everybody here, tell the world how old you are. I'm 15. 15. You've been, you've been, so you launched your podcast, the Young Fantasy Mind podcast, um, which iTunes, Spotify, everywhere we can get podcasts. Is that where you can get it? Yeah, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. And it's now on YouTube. I, I've done two, you, uh, for the off season, we're doing weekly shows. I've done two videos so far. The second one got messed up because I recorded it wrong and I just had to, you know, not post the video for that one, but there is there are two episodes up there of video. Just check out the Young Fantasy Mind Football Podcast YouTube channel, and you can find it on video there. Dude, I love that. I love that so much. You have no idea um, how happy it makes me that, to to hear about this. So so give us a give us a kind of a, a rundown here. So you you started playing fantasy football a couple of years ago. How did you how did you get into deciding you wanted to do this for, you know, a living. You wanted to be an ass because I got to tell you, man, at 14, 15 years old, I, dude, I was such an idiot. Like I, there was zero chance that I had the discipline that you show and the dedication that you show to do this. So how'd you get bit by the bug? 
I mean, it really was just like being inspired from my favorite podcasters. You know, I mean, I started playing fantasy football in 2019 and I, you know, I started with just one team in like a random league with a bunch of people I didn't know. And that was my first year. And I went 13 and one and won the championship in that year. I Christian McCaffrey in 2019 really helped me do that. And uh, it just really sprung off from there that after that first year, I started listening to a lot of fantasy football podcasts. And, you know, the fantasy footballers, uh, the late round podcast with JJ Zacharyson were really like my two favorites. Those two guys, you know, those two uh, podcasts really inspired me. Now, I've been able to interact with those guys on Twitter a lot. I've I've even had JJ on my own podcast. That was a while mm-hmm. back in like last summer. You can go find that episode. I think we were talking about quarterbacks, like previewing quarterbacks for the season. That was an amazing time, uh, you know, meeting one of my idols. But yeah, it, it, we really just started listening to podcasts and getting inspired by those guys. And I just, you know, looked up how to make a podcast. Like it was something I could do. And I realized, this is totally something I could do. And, you know, I don't have a lot going on in my life right now. Let's just, you know, let's just try this out and see how it goes. And now it's sprung into something that I want to do as a career. And I want to, you know, take as far as I can get with it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people started up some podcasts during, you know, like that pre right before the yeah. pandemic kind of hit. And, you know, you had a, a great opportunity to to kind of build your audience uh, through that. I mean, that's that, you know, again, it's, it's very similar to how I started back, you know, when I actually first started doing this, it was um, in the late nineties and I, you know, the internet had just blown up fantasy sports to a point where I was like, you know, wow, this is, this is actually kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. And I'm reading all these articles because back then there weren't, you know, you, you weren't dealing with podcasts or video live streams or, or anything like that. Yeah. So it was just a matter of like, I'm reading all these guys. I know I can do it. I'm an educated man. So, you know, that was just kind of the uh, the, the way it went. And, um, you know, so, I mean, it, it it's just it's about that dedication. Like, you know, you, at 14, 15, all your friends got to be doing like other stuff. I mean, forget about the fact that pandemic, because obviously, you know, we've had the opportunity now to come out of it, so to speak. But, you know, you're obviously interacting more. You got school, everything like that. Like. How do you how do you find that time? How do you you know sit and carve out your uh, your schedule? So my schedule, like on a weekly basis, I mean record. I mean the mid season was like pretty crazy because I was going three shows a week, and I had a Saturday night show with Luke Sawhook where we did or it was fifteen minute fantasy and we would answer start sit question fifteen minutes every Saturday night. So I basically had four shows a week going there, and it was just. I mean, honestly, like during school, I would like write out my show docs. Like when I had time off, like when I was done with my work, I would work on show docs. And then when I came home that afternoon, I would record episodes, edit the episodes, get them ready for the next day to publish. And then the process start all over again the next day. Or actually, no, the next day would be posting day. And then the day after I would start planning for the next show. That would how it goes in midseason. But during the off season, it's gotten a lot chiller now. But I do. I have started uh, writing a lot more articles for DLF, mm-hmm. Dynasty League Football. I write a lot. Of, I've I've started going like once a week now. I used to do like once every other week during the midseason. But now I'm doing once a week for DLF. I'm doing the YouTube content as well. So it, it's it's still a little stressful. But honestly, like once a week an episode, it's not it's not crazy stressful right now to be honest. Like school for me is just like like the way my school does it. Like you have different classes in different quarters of the school year. And my second half is just filled with a lot of easier classes. So 
I'm kind of like rolling through school and having a lot of time to focus on this. Well, wait a minute. Let me get, I'm going to, I'm going to get a little paternal on you now, right? right. Go ahead. Uh, how are your grades? They're great. My grades are, well, I mean, you know, I mean, they're always floating in the low A's, high B's range. They're, that's where they're always floating. Okay. So. All right. Nothing, nothing dipping below a C. No, nothing is ever dipped below a C. I'm never right. going to let that happen. Oh, you know, you're not going to let your mom's oh, not going to yeah. let that happen. Yeah, no one's my dad, nor my mom. No one's going to let that happen. All right. Good, good guy. Just well, you know, I want to I want to make sure, man, because, you know, I feel like, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I've I've known you for I mean, you know, I, I moved over here in, in California in 2007. But, I, you know, I like, you know, kept in touch with your dad and, you know, and, and I'd been back to New York a little bit to hear how the family's doing and stuff like that. So I, I've, I've been around since, since before you were born, I've known you as like, you know, growing up through all of this and, you know, got a, got a side with, uh, with your folks. I've, I've got a, I've got a love on this journey that you're on right now. I think this journey is absolutely fantastic for, I'm so happy for you. Um, without sounding condescending, I'm proud of you. I really am. You know, it's like, you know, this is something that I, I, I really dig. So um, congratulations on that, man. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's just it, it really has been an incredible journey. Like I just I don't know if I could really ask for more like Luke Sawhook, you know, the guy I was doing the 15 minute fancy with posted a question on Twitter and he said, would you give up your Twitter account knowing that you can't make another one for 50 grand? And I sound like an idiot saying and I said, no, I said, because the interactions on Twitter, the fact that I'm looking to use it as a career, like all the interactions, all that greatness is just not worth 50 grand to me. It's just been an incredible journey. I don't think I'd give it up for anything. Have you been hit by the trolls yet? Yes, I definitely have. I, I definitely have a lot of trolls, especially because, you know, I was a bit of a Jamar Chase stouter coming into this season. A lot of people have dug up those tweets to try to, uh, just to try <laughs> just to mess with me. Well, yeah, a lot of people try to dig that up, mess with me. A lot of people, like there are a few specific people that comment on my tweets a lot that are just like, they, like there's a few specific people that always just try to disagree with me, always try to start fights. And honestly, like the way I think about it is, you know, Andy Holloway actually said this and, you know, it's always been the way I think about it. But when he said it, because I asked him a question, like he was doing a YouTube live, like hangout chat kind of thing. And I asked him a question, like best advice for a newer content creator. And he just said, he just said, and I've used this, for pretty much since I started in the industry, in order to have people to like you, you're going to have to have people hate you. Like if you don't have people, if you don't have people that hate you, it means you're not really putting yourself out there enough. So I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm totally fine with people hating you. I'm totally fine with people, you know, not liking me. And there's plenty of podcasts out there. If you want to listen to a different one or you want to listen to another person's advice, that's totally fine. Um, yeah, dude, that's a, a very mature way to look at it. Andy Holloway offering, obviously. Uh, some fantastic advice. Holloway's one of the one of the greats in the business, and yeah, uh, it's that's it's great that you picked up on that because I mean, listen, it's you know they can be tough. I was working for Fangraphs doing fantasy baseball writing, and oh, yeah. oh when I first started over there, because I'm more of like you know your comedic, your sarcastic stuff, yeah. um, and and the and the the nerds over there, the the numbers nerds, just you know yeah. rip rip me a new one on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people will just like, it's just so it's just so, I mean, I always feel frustrated when I see a comment trying to like get me in a fight. Cause it is frustrating to see that stuff, but yeah, it's just really frustrating to see people trying to tear you down. 
and they're doing it purposefully. And it's just really annoying. Do you still on it at all? Like you don't respond no. on Twitter and then you I don't. just like sitting there like watching TV at, at late at night and you're like, mm. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I don't really, I don't really stir on it. No, the only time I'll really like respond to like a clear troll is, I mean, I'll usually I'll respond like one time and say like, you know, I'll, I'll try to be respectful, be, uh, just be reasonable with that person. They keep going at it. I'm just like, no, you're done. And then I'll defend, like, if I see a troll going after somebody else, like one of my friends, like, I'll, like one of my people on Twitter, like, I'll go after him. Like, that's the only reason I'll defend somebody else. Oh, that's where were you? Other. Where were you last week when I needed you? I had some <laughs> troll up my butt on yeah. like a Saturday morning. I was like, man, I don't get up this early on Saturday for this crap. He's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I, <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't see it. But I would have. I probably would have. I probably would have stood up for you. But yeah, it's just. Yeah, haters are annoying and they're going to be annoying, but you just got to just rub it off and just kind of ignore it and move on. Yeah, indeed. Good, solid, sound advice. Well, Hutch, I got to tell you, man. Um, all right. So we've promoted what you've got going on. We've talked a little bit about your uh, your your history here. Um, some great stuff. Although I got to tell you, let me let me ask you a question here, because, um, you know, I got to throw this also, you know, because your, your dad has been a. Uh, uh, such a positive influence. Um, yeah. Did, did he teach a guitar at all? Do you play? <laughs> have you heard your dad's I, music? I have heard a lot of my dad's music. I just did not. I did not pick up the musical gene. I just did not pick it up, really. I, I don't play many musical instruments. But my little brother, Phineas, uh, Finn, he is really into the piano and he is amazing at it. Like he's amazing at playing the piano. He's really picked that up well, but I just didn't really get that musical gene. And it's annoying because I want to be able to do those things, but I just like, I just can't. I can't, I can't play a single instrument. I'm the, I'm the yeah, worst. I, I love music too. I love, I love, music. I love listening to music, but I, I can't play a single instrument. What's your dad's favorite song? No, I mean, what's your, what's your favorite song of your dad's? Um, oh man. Well, I, you know, I think it, you know, I think your favorite song too. I love pocket change. See, uh, I was just going to yeah. say, you know, let me phrase this for you, like on Twitter. Yeah. What is your favorite uh, song of your dad's and why is it Pocket Change? I like Pocket <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like, I like, I, lo I love Pocket Change. Yeah. I'm going to throw a This Skin out there as like a number two. Yeah, I love, I love that one too. Right? There you go. Yeah. I still, I still have the CD. Yeah. I still have the CD still here in my place. CD. Wow. I do. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Um, all right. Well. Folks out there listening in here, again, you can follow him on, on Twitter. This is Hutchinson Brown, and that is uh, at T-Y-F-M-N-F-L. Stands for the Young Fantasy Mind NFL. And um, Hutch, do you have a – oh, it's the youngfantasymind.com. We'll bring you over there, and you can, uh, you can check that out. He's also got a YouTube page for the Young Fantasy Mind. I'm telling you guys, check out all of his stuff. I'll tell you what. We'll give you a little sample of it right here after this commercial break. I didn't just bring Hutch on to talk about him. I want to know what Hutch thinks of Super Bowl 56 Bengals yeah. against the Rams, baby. So on the other side of this commercial break, we'll get Hutch's thoughts on all things Super Bowl back after this. All right, Hutch, the big game is here. Super Bowl 56. So this is. Your first year as being a, a fantasy analyst, 
Um, when the season started, did you make Super Bowl predictions at all? I actually did. And I do have, and you know, I, I did, and you can go find that episode like right before the season started. I had the Rams go to the Super Bowl before the season started. I also had the Browns go to the Super Bowl before the season started, which really didn't work out. But I had the Rams go to the Super Bowl coming into the season. I love that call. Do you know why the Browns didn't make it? Because Baker Mayfield. Sucks at football. Yeah. 100%. Baker Mayfield's not good. 100%. I, see? That's why I love you so much. Ah! Oh, right. <laughs> so you, yeah, you called no the Rams. You called the Rams uh, for the Super Bowl. Was it because... Like, tell me the reasons why you were in on the Rams early. I mean, I was really in on, I just, I'm a true Matthew Stafford believer. I've always been, ever since I've started watching football, I've been a person that loves Matthew Stafford. And it's weird though. I wasn't crazy in on Cooper Cup. I loved Robert Woods a lot more and that really didn't work out for fantasy purposes. But I I love this defense. A lot of players were entering their prime. Uh, you know, Matthew Stafford is the true leader at quarterback because I've always felt like watching them in the past couple of seasons, Jared Goff, they're an elite quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. Like they went to the Super Bowl and nearly beat the Patriots with Jared Goff. Like if they can do that with an elite quarterback or, you know, an a, a above average quarterback, they can absolutely go to a Super Bowl and win it. So, I mean, I had the Rams going to, this, going to the Super Bowl and winning it. I believe I, I actually don't remember if I had them winning. I believe I did have them winning the Super Bowl against the Browns, but honestly, against the Bengals, I want, I, I see the Bengals winning this game. Oh, let's hear the narrative. Cause I mean, obviously Rams are favored by four and a half. They, they are. They are I mean, the defense is fantastic. They are an extremely strong team. They pushed their chips all in to get Matthew Stafford. They traded a ton of draft capital in order to make him that final piece. They've added a few names along the way, like OBJ and, Von Miller. And I mean, listen, this is definitely a, a strong team with a strong coach in McVay. So why do you think the Bengals end up winning? Yeah, the analytics part of me is telling me, trust the Rams. They're going to win. They have an overall, like if you look at them, just like position by position, like the Rams just beat out the Bengals at close to every position. And I feel like this Rams D-line is going to have a field day out there. But Joe Burrow got sacked nine times and won the game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, he just, he has just led this team through so many, you know, like they've just been, they've just been uh, rooted against and they've just been, they haven't been favored in any of their playoff games. They've just fought through every single one. And I feel like the Bengals, like there's just no team that's going to be able to stop them right now. They're on a roll. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins are cooking right now. I see the Jalen Rams and Jamar Chase matchup. I see Jamar Chase winning this matchup and having a big game. Mike Evans just smoked Jalen Ramsey in their last matchup with the Buccaneers game. I see the Bengals winning this game. Just their momentum. Their momentum is too much. Their bond with each other is too much. I feel like the Rams are a more talented team, but I feel like the Bengals are just too hard to stop right now. Yeah, and a, you know, a lot of people are sitting there, and you know, the the naysayers at least um, are saying that maybe this moment is. You know, at some point, the moment's going to get too big for Joe Burrow. But, you know, I mean, national championship at LSU, you know, he's, he's he went into, to, you know, Las Vegas and beat the Raiders. Then they went into Kansas City, into the Lions' den. They beat, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Is that, I mean, like, you know, when you, when you, you, you're 
cinch in on the on the on the Bengals there, does it all just come back to Joe Burrow for you? I mean, it, it really does. Joe Burrow is just the one hundred like one hundred percent the leader of this offense, of this team. He's just a fantastic leader. He's just yeah, he's just an amazing leader. And honestly, like he's going it, he's like the way he's been playing this year, he's starting to jump into the elite tier of quarterbacks. And like in dynasty fantasy football right now, there are not five quarterbacks that I want more than Joe Burrow in dynasty fantasy football. Honestly, on my NFL roster, I don't know if I can name five quarterbacks with Tom Brady retiring that I want on my roster more than Joe Burrow right now. Like Joe Burrow has just been playing at an elite level and he's been leading this team. They all like they all look up to him. They all know he's their leader and he's just so confident. And I just I I love everything about Joe Burrow and he's just led this Bengals team to victory after victory. So do you just you see him as a guy who's just, you know, going to plateau at that, you know, happy to throw 275 yards, uh, you know, two or three touchdowns, let the rest of the team do the rest and just be stable and just be a, a, a leader for the team there? Because, you know, I mean, obviously, when you when you're talking about fantasy, you know, you want that 300 yard pass or you want like Justin yeah. Herbert, who's going to throw for 380 yards and, and four touchdowns on a much more regular basis, or do you see Joe Burrow's late season surge as being more of what the Bengals should be doing and will be doing? I see this late season surge as what the Bengals are going to be doing in the coming seasons. You know, Joe Mixon is very, very talented, but with the receivers they have with, you know, CJ Zuma, all those weapons they have there with Joe Burrow, what he showed this season the pass attempts are going to have to go up from what they were this season. Like what they've seen from Joe Burrow, they know he is arguably the best player on their team and he's going to take them to, like, I think they just unleash him next year. Joe Mixon's going to be fine and he's going to get a decent amount of rushing attempts. He's going to be the lead. He's going to be a leader in this run game. He's going to be the guy in the running back room. But I think they unleash Joe Burrow next year, seeing what he's done this year. What do you see as far as a role for for Joe Mixon in this Super Bowl? Obviously, the defensive line for the for the Rams is probably their you know their, their one of their biggest defensive strengths. Um, they've got a, a fantastic pass rush there. I mean, you're talking about Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald. Um, you're you're talking about Von Miller. Um, so I mean, there's some marquee names. There's a lot of speed there. Um, do you see Joe Mixon having at least a legit game? I, I do. I see Joe Mixon having a good game. It's not mainly due to his rushing game, but you were talking about on Twitter. I actually saw a video of you on Twitter talking about Mixon and his over-under for receiving yards right now. And uh-huh. at 25 and a half, and I feel like that's just ridiculous. Like, they're, like, as you said, they're going to get him involved in the screen game. Like With the pass rush, like Joe Burrow is just going to be chased all game long, and he's going to be able to find Joe Mixon for some shorter passes. And Mixon in open space can do a lot of things with the ball. And I and honestly, with how much scoring should happen in this game, Mixon should get in the end zone at least once. So I, I think Mixon has a good game here. But I just don't see him hitting like an 80 rushing yard game. Like I just don't see that coming out of Mixon with this defensive line and with how weak the Bengals O-line has played all year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I can definitely I can see that. Um, yeah, you're right. I, I definitely I'm in on that, you know, on that prop, that 25 and a half uh, receiving yards. I mean, he's be, he's beaten that in his, each of his last five games. Yeah, he did. Yes. You know, and, and yeah, just against good passers. All right. I, listen, I dig that. I definitely dig that. Now, if the Bengals win this game, one of the biggest things that they're going to have to do 
they're going to have to figure out how the heck to stop Cooper Cup. Um, yeah. You know, Mike Mike Hilton's been really good in the playoffs, but I mean, how many times did you? Let me ask you this: and and all the highlights and everything that you saw um, all season long, how many times did you say to yourself, "How the heck does this guy keep getting open like this?" Like like every play, every play, like every play, he's just wide open, and the Bengals like. I, they just don't have one guy that they can put on him and say, you know what, you're going to at least limit him. They don't have one. They don't have a Jalen Ramsey or a Jalen Alexander or a Darius Slay. They don't have any of those guys on their roster. But what they can do, I feel like they're just going to tone in on him as a team. Like they're going to just keep an eye on everybody, the linebackers, deep, defensive backs. Everybody's just going to have at least an eye on him and make sure that he gets limited. Because we have seen Cooper Cup in these playoffs be a bit limited. I think he had a game, um, I think it was right before the Bucks game, or it might have been the Bucks game. It was sometime in the playoffs. He only had like six receptions, about 70 yards. He kind of saved with his day with a touchdown and you know scored you about 17, 18 PPR fantasy points. I don't remember the game that it was, but he had, he had one of those limiting type games. And I, I feel like the Bengals can shut him down to that. The, the, they have a great opportunity to win this game. And I feel like they're going to be able to. I feel like they can. Who has a better game, Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? I think Jamar Chase has the better game. I think Jamar Chase gets at least 120 receiving yards against Jalen Ramsey. I think he at least has one touchdown, if not two. And, man, I could see him hitting like 150 and possibly winning the MVP of this game. At the bank. I just don't trust Jalen Ramsey against the deep ball. Like Mike Evans just absolutely burnt him. Jalen Ramsey has been burnt in the past by, by deep ball receivers. and. I think Jalen Ramsey's actually a bit mentally like scarred from that. Like Tom Brady threw his last touchdown on Jalen <laughs> Ramsey. It was to Mike Evans, their deep threat. Like I, I don't, I just, I, I see Jamar and it's just Jamar, it's Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They've competed in the like freaking LSU. Uh, I mean, sorry, they played in the national championship together. Like Jamar Chase is going to have at least a solid game, if not a huge game. I could see him winning the MVP of this game. Yeah, we're we're uncensored here, so you can let it slip. I'm okay. Yeah, with that. I mean, I'm sure you're not gonna like be proudly playing this for your parents and being like, "Look at that, just dropped three f bombs on Bender's podcast." But nevertheless, <laughs> but feel free. You're yeah. you, you're among friends. You're in the you're in the trust tree. You're in the oh, safe man. nest here. It's okay. Keep it okay. clean over here. Um, <laughs> you better. Yeah. I swear. I go as, as soon as I get that text saying that I'm a bad influence on you, then I'm gonna be. Be so upset. Be so upset that I'm coming after you when I come back to the East Coast. Um, all right. So if you've got Jamar Chase having a bigger game than Cooper Cup, um, I mean, Rams are obviously going to stay competitive here. Uh, secondary receivers, do you prefer T. Higgins or Odell Beckham? Man, that that's a, that's a fantastic question. I, I love it. I think both are going to have good games. I think both are going to have great games. But I think the the touchdown opportunity favors o, Eldo Beckham Jr. The touchdown opportunity favors OBJ. He's been a touchdown. He's been scoring a lot of touchdowns since he's you know joined the Rams. He's he's been a guy that's getting in the end zone, used a lot in the red zone, and I just see him getting in, possibly getting the end zone in this game. I think both have similar receiving stats, like in just terms of catches and yards. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you were to say one of these guys is a touchdown. I think I'm going to give that to Odell Beckham Jr. So I'd rather play Odell Beckham Jr., but I think both are great plays. Okay. And then just to kind of finish off the past catchers here, um, 
the tight end situation is, has been yeah. problematic for both. CJ Uzama is hurt, says he wants to play. He's not going to miss the biggest game of his life. Tyler Higby, he's dealing with um, the, the sprained MCL. It's not looking good for him. Um, what do you think about, you know, so, I mean, you know, CJ Uzama will probably get, you know, that, that, you know, some of the work, but I can't see, I see more of it falling to Tyler Boyd there. I kind of feel like Kendall Blanton might be one of those like little sleeper guys that, that people don't really pay a lot of attention to. Um, I, I feel like he might be able to, uh, to have himself a bit of a game. Yeah, we saw it when Tyler Higby, I think he was out for a lot of the game and we saw him have like a good like four or five catches in that game and he actually looked pretty solid. So I think he actually is a sleeper that no one's thinking about. If Higby were to be out, he is someone you could potentially play as a really cheap option. But honestly, I'm just, I just don't want to look at the tight end. Like if you're playing in like a six, in a, in a six like flex, like DFS lineup, like for this game only. Like, I'm not super experienced in DFS, but like a six-player lineup. You better not be. You're underage. I know. Yeah. I've done the <laughs> DFS showdown with dad all year, but I haven't been able to actually do that. Um, Like, actually put it into DraftKings. We've just been doing it, like, for fun on, like, on paper. And we've just been competing head-to-head. But those six-player lineups for this game, like, me and my dad are doing one this week against each other. I, I just, I don't want to avoid the tight end position. Like, I, I just feel like. The tight end position is just not someone you, there's just no one I really, really am excited to target. But if you're really in a pinch, you really need a cheap option. I think Blanton is someone you can absolutely look for if Higby's out. What kind of rules are you using? Are you using DraftKings pricing? Yeah, DraftKings. Yeah, we're using DraftKings pricing and scoring. So And and DraftKings pricing and score, uh, I kind of want in on this action now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me and my dad, like the DFS showdown thing. I think you've seen it on Twitter before, Howard. I have. But, I have. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been competing against each other each week. And I'm already locked in to win in, in terms of record on the season. I'm 7-5 on the year right now. So there's no way he can win, which is great. But I think in overall points, we're very, very close right now. So I, I think it should be know. like double or triple points for the Super Bowl. How no, how far wanna, how far behind is he? That. No, I don't want to risk him winning, though. That's the problem. Oh, at Nurse Andy, let me losing, help you. The thing is, if I were losing 7-5, to five, I would completely agree. Like, that should totally happen. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Man, me and my dad have just been, we've been so competitive over that all season long. It's just, like, we just, like, we mess with each other all year long about who's winning and who's getting a certain amount of points. And like, we're watching games and like somebody, somebody from our lineups are scoring a touchdown. And we're like, you guess who I have in my lineup? <laughs> ridiculous. It's, it's really fun. It's really, it's been really, really fun doing that with him all year. I love it. I absolutely love it. So good. So good. You're an Eagles fan, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's tough right now. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Not as rough as being a Jets fan, so you can at least be thankful oh, yeah. for that. Not as rough as being a Jets fan. Absolutely. Um, all right, so come on, give me give me that final prediction here. Are you are you recording a podcast over the next day or so that, that you're going to be revealing your final pick, or can you do it here on the ante up? Oh, I could do it here on the ante up. I don't think I am actually doing a recording with a prediction. But right now, I have the Bengals slotted to win 34 to 27 against the LA Rams. 34-27. 34-27. So a seven-point game is going to be a tight game. 
But I think the Bengals pull it out. I like it. I definitely and, like it. And just like for the record, like this playoffs, these playoffs have been unbelievable, right? Like these playoffs mm-hmm. have been one of the best we've ever seen. So many clothes, like in through the divisional weekend, I think there was only one game that resulted in like the, the difference in points was more than three. There's only one game. And that was the Bills Chiefs game with the overtime touchdown. Might have to fact check that, but I think that's true. Like all the games were last second field goals and it was just unbelievable. All the games are so competitive. And it was it was so fun. I like it. I like it. I'm I'm telling you, I'm sitting here, the wheels are in motion trying to figure out how I can get in on this DFS action with you <laughs> and your dad. And then yeah. like what I could get in return for this. Like, you know, if I beat you, Hutch, can we get a video of your dad playing acoustic guitar and you having to sing pocket change. Oh my God. No, I don't Come on. on Twitter. That is not happening. That is Why not, not happening. This singing voice is not going on Twitter. Oh, come on. I sang on the radio. I sang on Sirius XM. I did a whole parody to the song. Let it go in frozen. What was the, who's the player? Oh yeah. It was Calvin. So, you know, everybody was sitting there all season long, right? What do I do with Kelvin Ridley? What do I do with Kelvin Ridley? What do I do with Kelvin Ridley? And I was like, dude, look how bad Atlanta know. is. He's not coming back. Let, let him, let him tend to his himself, let give him, him the year off and just kind of go from there. But they kept, you know, holding him, holding him. I was like, you gotta let him go. And so, yeah, I actually, I ended up uh, on the show. Ah, I don't know. A couple of, Two months ago, three months ago. I'm gonna ago, find maybe? this. I'm gonna find this. Where was this on? <laughs> this is on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. All right. So I'm if gonna... I can embarrass myself like that, Hutch, I mean, come on, man. You yeah, won't. You won't make that bet with me, huh? No, I don't think I will. Because number one, you're. It doesn't matter if like it doesn't matter what the punishment is. You're gonna win. So I don't want to. Do- it. Oh, I'm no, not I'm terrible. Oh, dude, I'm DFS. terrible at DFS. I'm terrible. Don't I'm worry. not very good at DFS either. I mean, I was a, I mean, I was okay <laughs> this year. My dad though, like my dad actually like had some, re- like my dad has some ridiculous weeks this year. Like That's he awesome. had, he had a game that went up almost to 180, 180 points. Yeah. He had a game of like 180. I think he had uh Jamar Chase for his, no, he had, no, he had Gabe Davis in his lineup when he had oh, that, that, that three touchdown game. That was four touchdowns, I think. Four touchdowns. Yeah, it was four touchdowns. Yeah, he was uh he was ridiculous in that game. But uh yeah, he had him in his lineup. And like it was funny though, because like looking at the matchup, like I had Josh Allen on my team, and like like it was just like I was very favored to win on the on the week for that week, and he pulled it out. And it was frustrating. I love it. I love teaching you some humility, kid. Teaching yeah. you some humility. Exactly. No doubt. So, so overall now, so here we are, we're going into the big game, the final game. Um, like how was your first year as a fantasy analyst? I mean, from like busting out the podcast and, you know, watching you host with, uh, with club fantasy football and, you know, just seeing all that, that you've done there, the, 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 the King's classic. Hello. Yeah. It's in the King's classic draft and those leagues did not turn out well for me, unfortunately, but you know. Um, I'm hoping to be back next year. You're a first timer and they, they brought you in like two weeks before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he, yeah, Bob messaged me. Like I announced I'm going to the expo. Like my dad got me tickets. 
I saw that video for my birthday. And yeah, I opened the nice envelope. He made like, he had like a letter from like his hospital. He works at St. Luke's and he just like drew like my name on it and like super, like super colorful marker. And it was really nice, but I opened it up on video and you know, the tickets came out and Bob Lung about a week later messaged me. So this was like mid, like mid to late July. So this was like about a month before we went. And he said, you want to compete in these drafts? I was like, sure. And I, I was so excited. But the thing is, I never, I never done an auction draft until that point. So pretty much every day for that month, I was practicing an auction draft. I was doing nice. an auction draft month, every, pretty much every day. And it was, uh, it was ridiculous. It's fantastic. So on a scale of one to 10, one being, yeah, and 10 being, wow. How was your season? Like fantasy I mean, football I mean, season for you, just no, no, no. For you personally, as a, as a first timer now here in the industry, is this is this hooking you or you yeah? Know? This, it, it's an eleven. Like I just I want to pursue this as a career. Like I've looked for jobs across the industry. I've tried applying to jobs. I've tried getting sponsors on the podcast. Like I've just been trying to do everything I can to get more and more towards a job in this industry, and I'm really hoping it goes. So I, on a one scale, one to ten, I'd say like a twelve. It's really been going, it's been going absolutely amazing. And as I said earlier, I just, I don't think I'd give it up for anything. I love it. I'd give up my Twitter handle for 50 K no doubt about it, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired and old and I don't understand <laughs> things like no cap and, you know, didn't yeah. understand the assignment and all the other lingo that, that goes back and forth. But well, Hutchinson Brown, everybody again, tell everybody, where they can find all of your stuff here. I really appreciate you joining me tonight. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on. You all can go follow me on Twitter at TYFMNFL. And you can go to theyoungfantasymind.com. You can find the Young Fantasy Mind football podcast over there. You can find my articles are right for DLF over there. You can find pretty much all the content I do on that website. And you can just find it, watch it, support me any way possible. I would really appreciate it. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Howard, thank you so much again for having me on. This was this was awesome. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Hutchinson Brown, 15-year-old fantasy football phenom. How's that for some good, solid alliteration? But just remember, Hutch, as big as you get and as popular as you can be, only pocket change away from coming crashing back down. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was... Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> that was great. Um, well, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Again, huge thanks to Hutchinson Brown for joining us here on the Annie Up podcast. Give him a follow on Twitter. Check out his podcast. I'll be having him on the show here more. Listen for him on Sirius XM uh, Fantasy Sports Radio because I'll be bringing him on there, too. So lots of stuff man. happening in this kid's future. And you guys do not want to miss the boat on that so big thank you to hutch big thanks to all of you for listening liking and subscribing for hutch brown i'm howard bender this has been the anti-up podcast we'll catch you next time see ya